Christmas. So this is the promised um, bonus episode about getting ready for a vegetarian Christmas, if that's something new to you. There is not just vegetarians who have special dietary needs at Christmas, and there is broadly speaking three groups of people that need special diets. There are people who have dietary allergies now, dietary allergies are tend to be quite quick-acting, serious um, conditions, such as um, anaphylactic shock, etc., um, etc. Et so they often, I can think of the ones most closely related to shellfish and peanuts, etc. Uh, and you can also have intolerances. Now, intolerances are often some of the ones related to like lactose and gluten, and they will not be so much of a a massive short-term problem but more an ongoing issue as the food is digested through their gastro system it will cause various upsets and just difficulties with digestion so they are no less important but not as immediately threatening or difficult as um, actual food allergies now the third group is ethical differences. So they would also include religious um, needs, people who have dietary requirements. And this is where my dietary... So 2022 has been a big year for me. Two great things have happened this year was that number one, Geelong won another grand final, which counts as a bit of a winner, that's for sure. And number two, after many years of, of kind of wanting to be, I managed to make it this my year where I became a full-time vegetarian. And some of the benefits that I've noticed from that have been really quite interesting. So I've noticed I'm much more conscious of how food affects my body. Um, and also, I actually have a, am able to manage my appetite in a much more active way. And uh, a number of other benefits that have been really interesting to note. Uh, but and the other group that also fit into the same group as vegetarians would be as in ethical reasoning would be vegans now i would say there is absolutely no problem in asking people is it a food allergy or a food intolerance for the reasons that i stated before that they are quite different and you need to take different levels of caution with both of them and also with um, being vegetarian or vegan asking people why they are vegetarian or vegan is it simply because they are it's a religious practice of theirs or is it an actual ethical system that they hold dear now i think the way to the first thing to do to avoid this becoming a really big issue for you is just change the way you think about it so look when we're talking about my family's christmas we used to have a family of six people and so we would all sit around the table 
And if there was a dish, they would come out and be served on the table. Some of them would have to be carved up and served out individually on the thing, and the rest of the dishes would be on the table and you'd serve yourself to the dish. So that's the system that I'm going to base this on. And yours might be different, so just remember that, please just take that into account. But the same thing will be useful to you, is that is, don't think about you have to cook all of these different dishes for this one person. What I want you to think is about no, whereas you might get one specialist main course for that dietary special needs person, you are gonna do a number of different table table dishes that are suitable for them, but also everyone else at the table can enjoy too. And who knows, they might walk away from that day saying, gosh, you know, I really learned this today, that being a vegetarian is actually quite tasty, and I do eat some very tasty food, because I have some really delicious vegetarian food today, this Christmas. So let's look at how you might do that. So I think what you really need to do is just create one mains dish just for the person with special needs. And looking at a vegetarian, oh, one way to look at that is just to look back at some of the older dishes because it's only really been in the last 40 to 50 years that meat has become cheap enough for us to eat it nearly every day as we do now, which is just weird too much as far as I'm concerned. So you will find a lot of older recipes are vegetarians because they couldn't afford to eat meat like we do. A great example of this is a chicken parmigiana. Now this is a podcast fact. I call it a podcast fact because I learned this from a podcast that I know is very reputable. Um, as every time there's been a fact in it that I've wanted to check out, it's always come through as true. And I'm pretty sure it's a professional podcast like me who just does this in my spare time. Um, so they do a lot of fact checking on it. And that is Gastropod, a really great podcast about food, very much worth listening to. But it's pretty time consuming, that's all. Um, and their fact was that they believe that chicken parmigiana was invented in Melbourne in the 1980s because the original parmigiana from Parma in Italy is and still continues to this day to be made from eggplant. How so? Well, it's amazingly simple actually. So you get a, quite a large eggplant as you can get and then cut a good thick kind of cutlet from that. So a two or three centimeter thick cutlet from that. Give it a bit of a um, squeeze of lemon, I think, a bit of salt and um, a bit of oil. And then using a rolling pin on a, on a, on a um, chopping board, roll it until it is reasonably thin and it will have increased in size massively. And don't be too vigorous because you want it to remain as one whole piece. So you've got a nice big single piece of schnitzel. And then all you have to do is crumb it and fry it, as simple as that. And now you still want to put on it the, um, the Napoli sauce and the cheese. Now here's what we might use instead of the ham though, is that my understanding is the ham goes between the schnitzel and the Napoli sauce. So that it stops the, the Napoli, sorry, the schnitzel from getting soggy. It's my understanding. So I was thinking, well, you know what would work just as well would be some nori or Japanese seaweed they use for sushi. Reason being, there's another podcast fact which I actually have looked up and it is true. Um, MSG was discovered by a Japanese food scientist who was particularly enjoyed his wife's 
seaweed soup one night, so he took it to the work the next day and analysed it and found there was this chemical in there called MSG, which we know now is a very common flavour enhancer. So you might find that that seaweed actually can enhance the flavour of, of that dish while also having any other number of very key interesting micronutrients that are only available in seaweed. So that could make it a really good dish that not just the, the uh, vegetarian person enjoys, but everyone at the table would look at it and go, wow, that's a really good looking dish, which is kind of what you do. And the other things I'd do would be dishes for, you can make for the table. So not making more dishes for that, just for the, 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 that single person with the dietary needs, but making a number of dishes for the table that meet the dietary needs. So classic ones for um, vegetarian would be, you know, a bowl of roast vegetables. So no, roast potatoes, parsnips, carrots, um, pumpkin, onions, any number of different vegetables roasted and then mixed together. Now, this is where my mum just last night we were talking about this, she gave me her her rolled gold mum's tip, which is, so thanks for this Pam Davies. So you see, Meredith goat's cheese, you might have seen is available in like a small cup, like container from the supermarket. You can then, it comes in little squares of, of beautiful feta cheese, really tasty feta cheese, that you can very easily crumble up and serve with a salad or with the roast vegetables. And then it is actually served in a really tasty um, seasoned oil. So just using a tablespoon, you can take a couple of tablespoons of that to put it out onto the, the, lettuce, the salad, whether it be the coleslaw or the roast vegetables, etc., etc. And that way you're getting some cheese and some oil from the same location, that's a good one to do. And some other dishes that might also suit a vegetarian, but not so much your, um, your vegans or your lactose intolerance would be things like scallop potatoes or potato gratin. Yeah, which is basically potato cooked with a bit of um, cream and cheese. Okay, cool. Um, uh, and the other one that's a really good one because there's absolutely zero cooking involved for you is go to a good quality Italian deli and look at what's available in the deli that is just vegetarian and make an antipasto, I believe is what they call it if you order it from an Italian restaurant. And that's just simply deli goods on a plate. So it might be some really nice olives, beautiful, delicious. Um, maybe one or two different cheeses, whether it's the gorgonzola, which is the, um, the quite smelly Italian one. Some pickled asparagus and also pickled artichokes are really good actually. And you'll find there's any number of good, you know, whether it's um, some sun-dried tomatoes and a bit of bread, they can be put together in a dish and there's no preparation for you except just placing them on a dish. So they might be some of the ones that you put out on the table and what you probably do is just say, hey, look, we do have a special with special dietary needs here with us today. So while I have made them a special dish, these other dishes on the table are also suitable for them. So please, be aware of that and just make sure that everyone is able to share and enjoy the dishes. Because ultimately, and the other thing that I'd like to point out is, it's very important for me, is that pretty much all desserts are vegetarians, which is always good news. So I can always have a second serve of that beautiful mum's beautiful plum pudding with the brandy sauce. You beaut, thank you very much. So I hope that'll see you through to a, a happy and inclusive Christmas of everyone feeling very happy and enjoying 
your audition and, and taking the stress away from you and actually hopefully you can teach a few lessons about the quality the, 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 the being vegetarian is not boring to people who wouldn't usually eat the vegetarian food so there we have it and can I say Merry Christmas and the one thing we always have to watch at this time of year is people are a bit loopy loopy loo on the road so just take 10 k's off your speed and and just remember, there's no rush to get where you're going. And really, there's not. Especially if it's going to cost you a lot. So just take your time, back off, and um, arrive safely. Because I'm really looking forward to, from the 6th of January next year, re resuming again our Victorian Marketplace food reports. So, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And please remember that I do dearly love you. So share seasonal bounty with friends as much as you can over Christmas will be much appreciated. Thank you, and I'll see you on the 6th of January for a new um, other episode. But I, we will be relaunching some other bonus episodes in the meantime, just to let you have a look at some of those. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. That's what you got to do to the world. Bounty of the season, get it into you.